welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now, basketball edition with Steven Sosa and Alex Skinner. Today, we're going to be going over the 1990s and the all-time starting five for one of the best eras and one of the strangest eras of basketball, the 1990s. Would you agree with that? Best and strangest? Yes, uh, yeah. uh, yes best and strangest. Uh, best because mostly because of uh, Michael Jordan. And strangest because of uh, the the expansion yeah. team. So no, that's exactly what I was thinking. The best because like first half, awesome, very very saturated with talent. The league was at the time, and then yep. as you started out, I think it was like the Timberwolves, the Raptors. I'm sure you can name other teams as well. The Grizzlies, I feel like, is are, are in there as well. Uh, I you think just, they were, yeah, they were and, the and to, to be clear, I also think some of these teams may have been added like earlier in the 90s and later in the 80s, but you really start to feel it heading into like 96, 97. That there's a Bill Simmons says this all the, all the time there's a reason that the Bulls won 72 games. Yeah, a lot of that was because there was not a ton of talent, um, at the time. So we're seeing the yeah. end of Bird. We're seeing the end of magic going through the HIV scare and the panic caused by that. And Carmelo not wanting to play against him transitioning yeah. to Michael Jordan being the top banana and then disappearing Olajuwon and the rockets. And then Jordan yeah. ushering in the Spurs and the Lakers for the odds. Yeah. Um, uh, the, that was uh, a pretty good run through of, of how the decade went. Um, uh, a couple days ago, I did six hours. I watched six hours worth of, um, uh, different docs and stuff, documentaries and stuff, um, about different players from the nineties and teams and things that happened. And I felt like a Bing commercial afterwards. I was just like, you know, couldn't get it off my couldn't get it off my mind, but, um, uh, it was, it's in some ways it was a very fun, uh, decade. Yep. Um, uh, but do you want me to name my, uh, uh, five? Yeah. I think what we can do is like, we'll just go back and forth point guard, shooting guard, small power center. Um, so yeah. it's one, two, three, four, five. So who, who would you have as your starting point guard? Okay. John Stockton. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Oh, and I guess this is kind of unfair, Stephen. I should have prefaced this beforehand, but it doesn't necessarily, it's kind of positionless. If you think that the team could, so like, for example, mm-hmm. maybe for your 2010s team, you might have LeBron James running point guard so that you can have Kevin Durant playing small forward or whatever. Yeah, uh, and because in real life, because realistically, you can play LeBron at point guard, you know. Exactly. Um, because I don't know if I would want. Oh, man, is that how bad the 90s were? I know John Stockton, all-time assist leader, blah, blah, blah. But when, you only, have, leader too. when you only have one play that is a pick and roll with. Carl Malone, I hope that you get that many assists. And honestly, his longevity in terms of like not getting injured. Unfortunately, yeah. I think I have to go with John Stockton as well. <laughs> yeah. John Stockton point was a bad man. <laughs> because it's not like that's just what like 
Steve Nash gets drafted. You could yeah. make, ah, man. Yeah. Yep. That's mine. Uh, Cause I don't want Penny Hardaway, Gary Payton, maybe because he's awesome at defense, but yeah, Gary Payton, you know who Gary Close Payton second. said was the toughest guy he ever guarded. I'm going to guess John Stockton. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> and everybody and everybody, um, uh, so many people tried to get on him for not saying Jordan, but I got news for you people. Uh, John Stockton was uh, a tougher guy to defend uh, when you think about all the things that John Stockton did compared to Jordan. Jordan was a great player, but Jordan was easier to defend. And that has nothing to do with whether he made or missed shots, by the way. Man, the 90s was not a great year for point guards. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking uh, at a top John 10 Stockton. list that somebody has, and it's like, Mookie Blaylock? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got what? Um, uh, you have to say Mark Jackson, I think. Yep, Mark Jackson's in there. Gary Payton, Kevin Johnson, for some reasons, listed as a point guard, though I felt like he was more of a shooting guard, wasn't he? He was He was, uh, He was. was a point guard, I think. But uh, Mark Price for was, a couple of years. He might have been, like, he might have, he probably was the first, super athletic point guard. So, yeah. okay. So not a whole lot of disagreement there. John Stockton loved the short shorts. Love that growing up. The only reason I liked him was because I thought he was Mormon. Cause I thought, <laughs> I thought all of the Utah jazz were members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Because obviously if you live in the state of Utah, uh-huh. you have to, this is just my uh, seven, eight year old brain uh-huh. trying to make sense of the world. John Stockton, not LDS uh, for any, well, anybody yeah, listening. The, Only uh, LDS person that played on the jazz. There could be other ones, but I'm pretty sure it's just Thurl Bailey is the only LDS oh, person yeah. that played for the jazz. I, uh, I know that the original owner of the jazz, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy passed away, but the original owner of the jazz when he bought the team, they were originally the New Orleans Jazz. And he bought them and moved them to Utah because he was Mormon. Yeah, Larry H. Miller. Yeah. Larry H. Miller and their family are selling a lot of stuff right now. Sold to uh, sold the team to Ryan Smith, and they just sold all of their auto dealerships recently. Yeah. They're, going, they're going ham. Once Daddy Larry died, they're just like, you know what we don't want to do? work so what we'll do is we'll sell all of the hard work that you did and make a shitload of money yeah can't say i wouldn't do the same (laughs) yeah i mean if it was me like you know i might think about selling the basketball team but you know i kind of want to skip shooting guards i have a feeling we're going to say the same person so we're going to go we're going to go clyde drexler (laughs) I'm so, kidding. So we're going to skip it because we are going to say the same person then. <laughs> I'm yes, I'm kidding. Anybody but who I, doesn't pick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's just do it. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, everybody. Michael yes, Jordan would sir. be my, my shooting guard. Yes, <laughs> sir. And, uh, I, I feel that, uh, uh, how are we going to do this? Because Jordan was a huge part of the nineties. Jordan, uh, 
was obviously six of 10 championships. Yeah. Was a, was a gigantic star um, in the nineties and uh, was the best player in the league. Uh, and like, even at 35 years old, he was unquestionably the best player in the league and he had no weaknesses. Uh, as a as a basketball player, there was nothing he didn't do well. Um, one of the best scorers ever, one of the most fundamentally sound players ever, one of the most athletic players ever. Uh, obviously, everybody knows about his ability to jump and hang in the air. Um, everybody knows about his his dunking and stuff, but he was a great, great all around player, and. Uh, he was really, um, though he was influenced by a bunch of different players, he really kind of like every, a bunch of players after him bore his mark, you know? And uh, uh, that tells you something about how great he was. Um, uh, and uh, the fact that uh, people, his shoes cost so much uh, and uh, and people like kids still go bonkers over Jordans, you know, over those shoes. So, um, you know, all that stuff like uh, tells you what a huge impact Jordan had on on basketball itself and on the NBA. Jordan was the lead singer of the rock band that was the dream team uh, in 1992 in the Barcelona uh, Olympics. And uh, um, so he really, uh, if you're going to name one single player who, who had the biggest uh, impact on the NBA in the 90s, uh, it's Jordan. Um, it's Michael Jordan and, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so he helped to make the game a global game and make the NBA, a a, a global brand, you know, like, uh, so the, it was the whole dream team was like an awesome, awesome team. One of the greatest teams ever assembled in the history of basketball. Yeah, quick but, question there. Sorry. To, are all of your players members of the dream team? The dream teams of the 90s? I think all of mine made an appearance either in 92 or 96. No. Ooh. I have one player that was oh, not on the dream team. Dennis Rodman. I forgot you love Dennis Rodman. My bad. No, sir. It's not Dennis Rodman. It's not Dennis Rodman. Ooh, that's not on the dream team player in the nineties. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the rest of rest of the list, you know but I, I, is. I hit you mid, I hit you mid stride though. Yeah. You, you, you know who he is, but uh, this is Jordan. So, you know, I, I, this is Michael freaking Jordan. I'm trying to, you know, and uh, I'm trying to really, um, get across to the listener, um, most of whom probably know this already, but like, um, in case somebody doesn't know, like, 
Jordan probably was um, not probably. Jordan was the single, like, individual player. You know, he was, if you had to name one player that had the biggest impact on the NBA, I would have to say it's Michael Jordan because um, he, um, what, what he did, like I said, helped to make the NBA and the game globally popular. Um, and it's still uh, one of the most popular sports in the world. Um, so Jordan made the NBA a shit ton of money and he's still making the money because of what he did. Um, and, uh, uh, so, uh, and all the points I made before about, he's one of the best all around players ever. He's one of the most athletic players ever. He's one of the most clutch players ever. You know, Jordan was, um, the man in the nineties, you know? So, um, and, and, of course, uh, he retired for the first time uh, at the end of the 93 season, uh, coming off his third straight championship uh, because his father was murdered and he decided to go play basketball. I mean, he decided to go play uh, uh, semi-pro, uh, um, I believe it was double-A baseball. Um, and... And, uh, you know, came back, I, I believe, a year and a half later, a couple seasons later. And um, in that time that he was gone, Houston won back-to-back -back championships uh, with, uh, with Elijah Wan as their, their center and their franchise player. And uh, – uh, Jordan came back and the Bulls won three straight championships again. This was a bad, bad man, people. Anyway, all right. I think there's that, one. That, I have two. I have a question and I have a statement to put into perspective. Michael Jordan would have made $55.5 million in today's dollars in 1998. So he made $33 million in, uh, in, in salary. There's yeah. no player to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure Steph's like right at the 50 mark or 45, like in that range, there's no player that has made more money in a single season than Michael Jordan has. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I have a question for you because you're talking about the world explosion of basketball. Yeah. Do you think if the 1992 dream team doesn't happen, that explosion is as palpable as it's felt uh, now? No, no. Uh, uh, hell no. Um, they, they had a huge impact on, uh, on the explosion of the game uh, globally. You know, uh, that, that team really made the made the game and the league uh the game and the nba uh globally popular because what magic and bird did in the 80s made it made the sport super popular in in this country 
you know, and saved the league uh, from from really the brink. But Jordan and the Dream Team took that to another level, you know, because they really were rock stars. Um, nobody could beat them. They had opponents taking pictures of them on the sidelines, okay? They had people they were playing against asking them for autographs and taking pictures of them, like, with actual cameras. It was, like, it was a joke how good they were. Yep. So... Michael Jordan. I'm very happy that those are some of my earliest memories watching basketball. Uh, I, I'm not going to pretend like I watched the 72 win team because if I did, I don't remember. So I would have been yeah seven going on eight. I watched but a I little bit. Of, definitely remember little. Ni- 1997 and 1998 because especially because they're playing the jazz um, and obviously yeah. Mormons have their history with Utah. Really, I obviously didn't really follow the sport at the time. But uh, I watched a little bit of the 98 finals because my father, um, who who uh, is a football guy, um, he's he's big into that sport. Um, he, he decided to watch a little bit of that series. And so I ended up watching some of it, you know, and um I didn't even know anything about the game and, you know, uh, uh, Jordan just was fun to watch, you know, like that's, that's, that's something about, about Jordan that, that um, is part of what part of his appeal is that he was so gosh darn fun to watch, you know, but I think uh, the bad thing about a player like like Jordan um, uh, when he was in his prime, even though he was a great, great player and uh, helped to make the game more popular and all that, you know, awesome, awesome player. You can argue, people can argue whether he's the greatest of all time if they want. Most people think he's the GOAT. Um, and for good reason, but it, uh, I think what what the thing that's unfortunate um, about uh, Jordan's accomplishments is he was so good um, that people, I think, uh, like lost sight of the fact that basketball is a team game at its core, you know. And because of him, I think, uh, because of him, uh, people are always looking for the single best individual that ever played the game. And that's not what the game's about. It's a team game. But that said, Michael Jordan was a great, great, great player. I don't want to take anything away from him as a player. He was amazing. Um, And if you can't see that, quite frankly, you don't know anything about the game. But yeah, that that was that's something because I get annoyed with uh, the who's better, Michael or LeBron, uh, Michael or LeBron or Kobe or whoever. You know, I'm like, look, you know, there's just a bunch of great players. That whole thing about who's the goat is going to be argued, you know, forever. 
uh, really there's there are variables in the whole thing, you know. Uh, so it, it the the team that the player is on, the the way they fit on the team, all kinds of things, injuries or or lack of injuries, you know, all that stuff factors in, you know, to how successful a player is. So I don't think, um, and I don't think trying to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan is a very fair comparison. It's like comparing apples and oranges. They had a very different game. There's just, there's just a bunch of great players and that argument will be had, that gold argument will be discussed, you know, till, till like you say, Alex, until the earth explodes, you know? <laughs> so, Oh, man, I appreciate that soliloquy on Michael Jordan. It's well-deserved for him, um, obviously, being the, the greatest of all time. Uh, all right, I'll shut up for a little bit. No, I, I think, but it also, like, perfectly segues into who I think is also going to be our number three, uh, our, our uh-huh. small forward, his yeah. teammate that was helped him. At least he's on my team uh, that, yeah. that allowed him to, to shine as much as he did. Let's not forget the Bulls still made the playoffs without uh, Michael. If Scotty Pippen hadn't been wins, bitches. If Scotty Pippen hadn't have been so hurt by that Luke uh, or sorry, Tony Kukoc play. I wonder what possibilities there could have been with him as a, as a champion, but he's my small forward. Got to go with Scotty Pippen, someone who can bring up the ball. I almost kind of want to throw him at point guard because he can handle the ball. He plays amazing defense, can defend one through five. I, I yeah. almost want to switch him out because I feel like, oh, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. I'm taking out Scotty Pippen uh, from small forward, um, putting him at point guard and get rid of John Stockton and replacing. I'm putting at the three position, Charles Barkley instead. You know what? I think to me, like I can't not have John Stockton a point guard. Um, I just, but that I understand. Me. I understand. But, I'm playing to win. Yeah. But, but, well, I got a guy who's who's uh, all-time leader in steals and also all-time leader in assists, and he played till he was 40 and hardly ever got injured. Like, and the man made two finals. Come on, you know. He was he was he was amazing. And um I think that if Carl Malone did not play with him, I agree uh, with this. Carl Malone would not have scored all those points. Yep, I agree. I think Carl Malone could be one of the most statistic, one of the most statistically anomalous players in the NBA. He's number two. Has LeBron passed him yet? I believe he's number two all-time scoring. Yeah, he's extremely number two durable. Still. Just never got hurt until he went and played for the Lakers. So yeah. I, 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 I can't disagree with that. that I can't point. disagree with that. Like. Without John Stockton, who knows how the career of Carl Malone goes? Yeah, um, to your point, uh, Carl Malone was one of the most durable players ever, but so was John Stockton. They both played into their 40s, and Stockton was one of the best point guards in the league right up until he retired in 03. And 
uh, you and I both got to see Stockton play a lot and Malone, you know, uh, those two players were amazing and two of the most durable players ever. Um, uh, so, uh, because of, of everything that John Stockton did in the nineties, um, and how, how great a player he was, um, and, and consistently, and that's a big thing with me is consistency with players. I mean, I can't not put John Stockton, uh, on, on, at point guard. Oh no, but, there's no problem. There's no problem. I'm not saying there's no problem putting John Stockton at point guard. You're just going to lose to my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, bring it on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, um, so I've got John Stockton at point guard. I've got, um, uh, by the way, also I, he, he played, I think 19 years. So I do have um, like, he would, he, to be fair to Stockton, like I, I do love him. I just think I'm having him come off the bench with the likes of Reggie Miller, uh, those types of those types Alex? of players. Yeah, what's up? I lost you there for a second. I'm back. Um, okay, but, but I would that's I think I'd have him coming off the bench for like just some of that. All right, things aren't going very well for the team right now. Net, let's like because I'm pretty sure Pippen could handle it just fine. He did it yeah. wonderfully. Um, but. Uh, so who's your, th- your three is Pippen. So the only yes, way that we differ right is now Pippen. is I, I'm throwing Charles Barkley in there, the round bound of rebound, round mound of rebound. Uh, I'm yes. going to have a really great defensive and offensive rebounding team, just mm-hmm. like Charles Barkley did his entire career, as well as as a member of the dream team. Uh, that's who I'm going to put there. I think he's yeah. most because he didn't win that championships that championship, one of the most underappreciated players. Thankfully, oh. he had his career on TNT, so everyone is still familiar with him. But could you imagine if he never went to TNT? I guarantee people would not be talking about... He'd be like mentioned with people like Carl Malone, <laughs> obviously, but like David people Robinson. People nerds you know like I mean? you and I would know about him, but your average fan, your your casual fan would not. Yeah, That's what I think. Uh, so who do you have at the four spot? Uh, I have Charles Barkley. So, so far I have, and Charles Barkley was a damn beast. Uh, he was, um, uh, he was the league MVP in 1993 and, um, and, uh, had so many great years uh, and, and was, was a power forward that was a one man fast break. Okay. And he had weight issues almost his entire career. Like he was, he, it was, uh, it was incredible. Um, how, how fast he was, how athletic he was, how he could jump all that. Um, and, and, uh, and he was super strong and all that, but a person like him, the way that he looks, it doesn't look like a person like him should be able to jump, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I, I heard this point in a documentary I watched about him. Um, but, uh, the, somebody, uh, 
compared him to a bumblebee, right? A bumblebee, it, it looks like a bumblebee shouldn't be able to, to fly, but it does. That, that was Charles Barkley. He was, was kind of fat, but like super athletic, you know? Yes. Yes. Like I love, that's why he's my small forward. I think that's going to be traditionally, I know he played more power forward, but I like having him, man, you know, the only problem is I'm going to have no shooting on my team. The more that I think about it, but like the defensive ability of everyone that I have, Mm -hmm. I think is going to negate the need for outside shooting. And they could just, they can, they'll make it work. They'll make it work. They'll run that triangle with Phil Jackson at the helm. Mm hmm. I also I wanna um, I wanna share a little story uh, that won't take very long about when the Phoenix Suns were playing the Bulls in the 1993 Finals. Um, Charles Barkley, who was the franchise player on his team, best player on his team, and in '93, like I said, he was the league MVP. Uh, in that Finals uh, in '93. He told uh, Paul Westfall, uh, who was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, he told him uh, he, he told him that he was going to get 19 rebounds before one of the games in the finals. He he guaranteed him that he was going to get 19 rebounds, and he got exactly 19 rebounds in the game. So these days he's wrong about. You know, a lot of things, but like as a player, he could he could back up his trash talk uh, as well as anyone who ever played. You know, he had a lot of bravado. He talked a lot of trash. He had a big mouth, but Charles could back it up. 100 percent, man. 100 percent. I really like him. Wait, so that's your power forward, right? So I have to select mine. Yes. You can pick the same one. I can't have Charles Barkley play in two positions. Oh, right. You have him at the three. I can't. So this this is specific. This is 100%. Nope. I know, I know how to do it. I know how to do it because the dream had the ability to do turnaround jumpers and had a good outside shot. Hakeem Olajuwon at the four. Uh-huh. At the four, huh? Okay. Um, to me, he's, he was, he was, uh, like, uh, he was really a center, you know? Um, but yes, absolutely. But he could definitely, his skill set was such that he could have played the four, uh, very easily. Yeah, and he's uh, going to pair perfectly with who I have at center, especially the 90s version of this person. Okay. Who is who Shaquille O'Neal. Skinny Shaq, baby. Skinny Shaq running up and down the court like he did with Penny, but doing it with Pippen and Jordan instead. <laughs> could you yeah. imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. This would be a really, like, I know that my team probably isn't perfect. It has flaws, like I've already pointed. Like, we don't have any three-point shooting, which I know not huge in the 90s, but... I like to make my teams for where the league is now more than where it was then. But right. could you just, and, that would be so fun to watch them. They're all athletic. They're all relatively fast. Yeah. Especially in the nineties. It wasn't until later on in Barkley's career where he kind of slowed down and got fat. 
And anybody, yeah, and anybody who thinks, going back to Scottie Pippen, anyone who thinks that Scottie Pippen uh, couldn't have been uh, a true point, he basically was a point. Um, he could have played point guard. And during the draft, he said that he's, he was going to try to work his way up to the point guard position. He said that during the 1987 draft after he was drafted. So, so he definitely could play that position. He's one of the best passers that ever played the game anyway. Yeah. So who's your center? I'm, I'm still curious to see who your non-dream team member is. Hakeem Elijah won. 1996, dude. He's on the dream team of 96. That was dream team two. Well, that's, well, I, that, I, I'm, it's, it's fine. I would have, I would have stopped listening to me too. So I don't blame you for this, but I, I snuck in like the dream team of 92 or 96. I did. So oh, I, 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 was, I, I understand I you think, missing that. When I think dream team, I think 92. I understand. Yep. The 96 team was dream team two. Fair. But, fair, fair, fair. But, uh, the, the 96 team, I think, could definitely beat uh, the 92 team, you know, but they were both great teams. But that's why, um, yeah, that's why I got a little, uh, you know. Um, Dude, I would love to watch these teams play, though, because we essentially have the exact same roster. The only thing I switched out is John Stockton for Charles Barkley. Yeah. By the way, it's a crime. That uh, that uh, Shaquille O'Neal was left off of the '92 uh, really? Olympic team. That it was. Oh, you was mean like off. against? You mean comparing him to Christian Leitner? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, him compared to a guy like Christian Leitner. Leitner was just on the team, so as like a token college guy, because it used to be that it was only college players that competed against the rest of the world. And we would still get gold medals, but, but the U S would still get gold medals. But, um, but I think the reason uh, they did that though, Steven is uh, yeah, you're right. But he also, that was the year he was drafted was 1992. So he, he graduated in 92, then goes and plays. I don't think Shaq had graduated yet. No, uh, Shaq, should, well, regardless, Shaq should have been on that team because Leitner, um, Leitner. Oh, I'm stupid too. He was drafted in 92 as well. Shaq yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're and, right. Uh, You're hundred percent right. And so I think that, uh, not having Shaq on that team is, is what people talk about. Isaiah Thomas should have been on that team. Okay, Shaq should have been on that team. If you're going to put Leitner on that team, Shaq should have been on that team. Because even Shaq as a rookie was one of the best centers in the league, you know? There's a couple other people. I, or There's not a couple. I think it's just one other. Chris Mullins. That's the other person who I think they could have. Him, Leitner, everyone else I don't have a problem with. Yeah. But, but, but essentially you get rid of those two. Throw Isaiah Thomas on there with and Shaq to replace Leitner and Mullen. Yeah. Mullen got, got yourself a stew. Yeah. Mullen, uh, 
Mullen was a great player in his prime, but, uh, you know, and I think one of the best shooters ever, but, um, he, uh, he was, he was part of that run TMC team with Mitch Richmond, uh, and uh, Tim Hardaway, but in golden state, but like, I, I'm not so sure uh, he belongs as much as, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas and Shaq do on that team. Agreed. Okay, so just to recap, you got Stockton, Jordan, Pippen, Barkley, Olajuwon. And then yes. I'm just different in that I got Pippen, Jordan, Barkley, Shaq. I like my team's odds. Like, obviously not knowing the bench because we're going to have Essentially, you're probably going to throw Shaq on your bench. I'm going to throw Stockton on my bench. Like, if we created an entire team, we yeah. would have the exact. I I feel like almost two up. Would you throw Reggie Milt? Like, so let's just do it really quick. Just throw some names out of people that you would want um, on the bench. On the bench, because I do Stockton, Miller, okay, Robinson, okay. I think I would still end up going with Malone. Throwing Malone on there, mm-hmm. I think if you're if we're talking just pure '90s, and then I have one other spot. I got big men already. I should probably do like another small guy, but there's no one. Maybe Gary Payton. I don't know. Yeah, Gary it's Payton's like, a good one. Maybe Drexler, but I feel like Drexler was like good until like like Jordan said he ended. Drexler's career is we don't really see a whole lot of success from Drexler <laughs> after well, Drexler Drexler was a great player. He had the misfortune of having to, to play Jordan uh, in the 92 finals. Can know? I tell you, I think that's like a very underrated in the goat debate. It's a very underrated statistic, like one of two ways you could go who LeBron James helped win NBA championships. So that's probably going to be, well, he had Kyrie. Yeah. But like the people denied NBA championships, the, the number of hall of famers denied championships. Michael Jordan wins that Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller. I know that they also lost to other people as well. Like Ewing. I mean, he wasn't even playing in the finals, but he lost to Tim Duncan and the Spurs. But uh, Reggie Ewing also lost in the finals to Elijah one. Yeah. So I know that there's are like those things, but like, you know, it would have been a lot easier for the New York Knicks if they never had to play Michael Jordan in the nineties. <laughs> oh yeah. But I think the Knicks were the team in the nineties that played Jordan the toughest. Drexler technically gets a championship in 1995. He, not technically. I mean, he does. I know, but like, I don't, it's kind of like KD's, but it's even different than that. He joined a team that won the championship. <laughs> like the, at least yeah. the Warriors lost the championship, then got Kevin Durant. Drexler goes yeah, but to the champion. They went 73 and nine before they got Kevin freaking Durant. Yeah, but like, do, but they, they lost the championship. Like that's yeah, Kevin Durant. Did. Did, yeah. So if if Drexler would have the two worst teams that Drexler could have tried joining would have been <laughs> would have been the Bulls or the um, forgive me the Bulls or the 
Rockets. And he chose the Rockets. Like those are the two teams where I'm like, oh, okay, you didn't really. He is from Houston, uh, or at least he played yeah. high school there. Yeah. Went to college. And there. and he did Drexler uh did contribute a lot on that team. Uh but uh he had his best years on the Trailblazers. So um but yeah, I think that's who my backup five would be. Um, so I'll just, uh, you yeah, know, it would be Stockton, Miller, Robinson. Man, I feel like I'm missing someone else. I guess I could say Ewing, but I honestly don't think Ewing's that great. I think he's kind of overrated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would say. And honestly, kind of David oh. Robinson is too. Like, I, I really like David, David Robinson. David Robinson is not overrated. I'm sorry, I disagree with you there. Needed Tim um, Duncan to even like be kind of successful. <laughs> well, uh, he he that's not exactly true. Uh, he was on. He was the the Spurs were a winning team for years with him as their franchise guy, um, and they needed Tim Duncan to get over the hump for sure, but. I mean, and finally win a championship, but uh, David Robinson was a great, great player. Um, and definitely uh, one of the more underrated centers uh, that ever played. Underrated under, you think he's underrated? Yes. Um, <laughs> because I, I, I'm sure we both did, but I watched that man play a lot. And uh He's got amazing shoulders. Um, he, 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 um, he was incredible. Um, I mean, like the footwork, he had the mid range jumper that was pretty smooth, you know, pretty automatic, uh, could finish at the rim so well, could rebound, was a great defensive player. So, um, uh, and and honestly, he got injured at the perfect time, too, because that's what allowed them to get Tim Duncan and then to go to, I think he ended up winning two titles, maybe he three. In, oh, in, in 03, that was the the second championship yeah. uh, he got. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah these are some was, pretty good winning numbers. But like, talking about Malone, you know, like Malone made... Although I guess Ewing only made one champion. Although Ewing made one championship on his own, like not. I, I'm granted no one yeah. makes a cha- no one makes a championship on their own. I hate doing that. No, I don't but know why I do a, that. As a franchise player, yeah. is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, because like he had Allen Houston, who was shooting very well, and then he his career ended after that somehow. John <laughs> Starks too. Oh. oh man, the '90s was a fun time. I think it's because like honestly, night like because I'm loathing doing the aughts because the 2000s were just as much as I like, that's when I was watching basketball, but that's like a really miserable time for the, <laughs> for the NBA. Um, and yeah, I uh, still, I, I'm fond of that, er, st- that early two thousands era, just because, uh, that was like, that was around the time really it was the late nineties when I, when I started to fall in love with the game, but like, 
you know, that was my time growing up watching the game and stuff. And, uh, and so I have very fond memories of that era. My favorite team ever, uh, uh was a, a team from that time, you know? So then I'm going to end on this, or maybe I should do this later, but sixties, I'm not going to count the fifties. You cool with that? Sixties, seventies, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens. Favorite, yeah. favorite generation. Yeah. You're, you're, you're asking me what my favorite generation was. Yep. Favorite decade. Okay. Uh, my favorite decade, I've said this before, but it's just because it really is just because this is during the time that I was a kid and was, uh, you know, that the, the NBA, I loved it so much. Um, I, uh, I never missed a game of my Sacramento Kings played. I used to do homework and listen to their games at the same time on the radio. Like I never missed a game. And, uh, and, um, so my favorite era has got to be, um, uh, the odds that, yeah, that, that early two thousands odds time. Don't love how it ended, but it's 2010s. There's so much talent. Oh yeah. So much talent. I don't love that they're resting. I don't love like a lot of these things, but there's just, you can watch almost any team and you're, you're probably going to like, you're probably going to have a good experience watching them, especially like I should caveat that with, you can watch them as long as all of their players are playing and it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, like yeah. If, if, if Carl uh, if Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell is the worst you're going to do, you're doing yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that uh, today's game uh, is, is stylistically, I don't always agree with how it's refereed, but like uh, the, the, the ball movement, the, the, like the high scores, the ball movement, the, the, the great athletes, um, cause there's better athletes now than there ever have been, I think. Um, at any other point, at any other time in NBA history. Um, uh, so in terms of the overall style that is played in the NBA uh, right now, I think this is the most fun uh, decade. I mean, I think the 2010s was the most fun decade um, uh, in that respect, you know? Um, but uh, I, I just got to go with, uh, that early, those early 2000s years as my favorite years. Well, everybody look forward to the next, uh, it's probably not going to be the next two episodes. Uh, it could be depending on how the NBA season starts shaking out here, getting started, but you're going to be able to listen to our two favorite decades, uh, Stevens being the aughts. And then following that, my favorite decade, the 2010s, I feel like I know the most about both of those decades as well, which makes sense because we were humans 
that were of the age that could remember things. I've been watching. Yeah, uh, but it, looked- it just it just is uh, a lot more fun to watch the style that is played now. You know. Yep. And the next time that we have something that you damn it, I screw this up so many times when I don't do it. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Give us one more chance to change your mind.